Solar PV Cast by Shift, a podcast exploring solar energy and the role it plays in improving our lives and our planet. Here's your host, Chris Palliser. Hey, what's going on? It is another episode of the Solar PV Cast. Now, the whole goal of the Solar PV Cast is education. You listening, you watching, education when it comes to anything and everything that has to do with solar. And we've noticed, I've noticed as I go down this road um, in the solar world, that there's a lot of misinformation around the term solar ready. If you're buying a home and someone says, this home is solar ready, what does that mean? That's what we're going to dive into on this episode. Joining me once again uh, is Senior Project Engineer from Shift, Steve Unger. Thank you, Steve. Nice to see you again, Chris. Thank you for uh, coming back in and joining the Solar PV Cast. So solar ready. So let's let's play that one out. I'm looking at a new home. It's a brand new build. I love it, and it says right there on the marketing materials, this home is solar ready. What does that mean in terms of the building code or what the developer has done? I, the short answer is it depends. Okay. Um, some municipalities have different guidelines than others. Uh, it can be as simply a matter of someone's run a conduit up into the attic to allow for solar wires in the future. Um, other places it can mean, you know, your the actual structure of the trusses comply and can hold the extra weight. Um, I don't think there's anything clear and concise right now. Um, at minimum, it seems to be that you have a wire or some chaseway up to the attic space so you can put uh, solar panels on in the future. So essentially, that could be, like you said, in some municipalities, it could be, yep, it's solar ready. They have a conduit running from the attic down to the main floor. I have heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, that sometimes that doesn't even go to the breaker panel. It's just it's just there. Yeah, yeah. And I've uh, talked to other people who have said, you know, the pipe that's come down is tiny. It's not big enough to, you know run very much solar into. Other people have said they have this huge pipe coming down and they ha- had to build a bulkhead around it just to enclose it oh. in. And of course that was way too much. So right. I think there's, a, as you point out, there's a lot more education and we can do things a lot better to ensure that our houses are truly solar ready. Let's talk about that. What does it look like? So somebody may be listening or watching, they're building a home. It, it makes sense to get in at the design stage. So what does a true solar-ready home look like? Well, for me, and again, my opinions here, um, so maybe if we start up at, at the roof. So I would say a south-facing roof would be good. Uh, uh, a reasonable slope uh, in our climate here uh, in Victoria or probably most of Canada, an 812 or a 912 roof is ideal. But if you go down to 312, 412, not a big deal at all. You don't lose that much. Um, the other thing is with that south-facing roof, um, don't put a whole lot of stuff on there, right? Y- you end up seeing these very nice roofs, and all of a sudden, you know, plumbers have stuck these stacks <laughs> up in the middle of here, right? Get the stacks off to the side, or, or, or even better, put them on the north roof. Put the vents, the stacks, all of this other stuff on the north side of the roof. And that's just because you need space for panels. Well, yeah, yeah. And if you have to work around all of this stuff on the roof, it the... The final product doesn't look as nice. Um, it's harder to work around it. It's, it's just it's nicer if you know if you have like a, a big nice rectangle, that and it's going to be less expensive for you as the homeowner in the end as well. That's the thing. It talks about you know you can do this up front if you are designing or building your home, or you're going to pay for it in the end when 
someone like Shift or an installer comes in and they say, oh, that, thanks for having this conduit. It's the wrong size. We have to do this or we need to run it to the yeah. breaker panel yeah. and yeah. things like that. Uh, skylights obviously would be a thing too. Skylights, yeah. Uh, anything um, that's going to take Yeah, up. anything. I mean, I, I would say if you can place your skylights, and this is where if you consult with Shift, you can place your skylights so it only takes up one solar panel space instead of kind of being in a, in a what would you call it, a divider between two solar panels. So you only lose one solar panel because uh, skylights are great. I mean, everybody likes them. Um, so that's an important aspect as, as well. I, I would also say if you can have a simpler roof, Right. Mm. You see these homes that have multifacets and, you know, they're all very complicated and stuff. It's hard. You can't put, there's no triangular shaped solar panels out there right now. So if you can have a simple roof with nice, big rectangular areas, um, you're going to end up fitting more solar panels and they're going to be less expensive to install. Well, and that's the thing, because it's all about how much energy production you can get from your solar array. And that's the, the difficult part about when we get invited out, somebody's doing a retrofit or on their current home, they say, is it a good fit for solar? Yeah. And that's such a big part of, of what we do, answering that question, is it a good fit for yeah. solar? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so from there, if we go to the structure of the roof, uh, if you can get your trusses uh, engineered to be solar ready, um, and typically that doesn't add too much to them. Solar panels only add about three pounds per square foot to the roof. Not, not a lot. Um, but with modern construction costs and wood costs, trusses typically there's not a lot of margin for, for extras on them. So it's good to have that stamped in there. Um, so that's another thing. So that pretty much takes care of the roof. Oh, uh, I mean the, the roofing itself. So oh, right. um, by far standing seam metal is the way to go if you can. It's got uh, several advantages, including that we don't have to drill holes in your roof because we clamp the, the uh, mounting points for the solar panels to the standing seams. So the only holes in the roof are where the wires go through uh, versus on an asphalt roof, you're screwing in through the asphalt, right. which it all gets sealed up. It's all good, uh, but it's a lot faster, easier, cleaner to do a standing seam roof. And, and Peace a, of mind for some people. Totally, totally. And standing seam roofs are, you know, better for the environment, right? You can collect rainwater off them. There's a whole lot of advantages to those. And I suppose with a standing seam metal roof, you know, with asphalt, you know, if, if maybe it lasts 15, 20 years, well, your array might last longer than that. So you would, would have to pull it down, replace the asphalt. So like you said, if you're designing your home, you're going to save yeah. your bucks in the long run, standing seam metal roof. Totally. Totally. No, you're ab absolutely right. I mean, uh, solar panels are good for 25 years. I know there's 25 year shingles out there that only last 15 years. Right. Uh, a, a metal roof, a standing seam quality metal roof should last 50 years. So. And, and there is an option for that. Roof it. Shift as a new metal <laughs> solar product, but that's for another episode, but, right. but that would be two birds in one stone. Yeah. All right. So a bit of a recap. We're talking about um, making your home truly solar ready, not just a building code. And I guess part of this actually is about education. When you see on that marketing material for your new build or the new home you're buying, it says this home is solar ready. Ask the questions, check this podcast out and make sure yeah. it truly is solar ready. Yeah. So we've got standing seam metal roof for material Ideally. Is, is ideal. Yeah. This, this is just best case scenario. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, it, it depends on so many variables. But if you can have standing seam metal, go for it. If you can have south facing, ideal. Uh, we want to hit that. You said the pitch doesn't matter a whole lot, but what is ideal if you're making your own home? Ideal is like eight, not eight, 12. Okay. Yeah. Um, which is a fairly steep roof. Right. Um, but you know, 
four. The standard roof is kind of a four, five, twelve roof, which is which is perfectly fine as well. Um, yeah, we even I should say we even do east and west roofs. That's that's good as well. Um, again, having the space, right? Don't put a right. whole bunch of you know fittings in the middle of your right. roof. Uh, unobstructed, and and also maybe you're planting some trees. Think about where those trees are going to grow in about 10 years and if they're going to block your solar array. I guess when you're thinking no obstructions, not only on the roof, plan the yard yeah. as well. Yeah, no, I- exactly. Um, we did a uh, put solar panels on a gas station. This was probably four-ish years ago. And that's a whole other podcast, solar panels okay. on a gas station. All right. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but they planted some, you know, uh, I guess landscaping trees. And at the time, they were only the height of the... Right. Yeah, they were all probably only 10 feet high. Well, those trees are now 25, 30 feet high. Right. <laughs> and we did tell them at the time, maybe that's not... Maybe you should put bushes and hedges there. Right. Don't put yeah, these... Tre- yeah. Anyway, so the trees are now getting up to the height of the solar panels. Yeah. So we're going to have to have another conversation with yeah, them. For sure. Uh, and again, we should say this is ideal, ideal situations. There's many workarounds and things like that. But yeah. again, if if you're starting from scratch, this is an ideal solar ready home. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about and the conduit coming down. That is helpful. But maybe you've got a plan on how much solar you want to make sure you get the right size. Yeah. So, you know, moving down from the roof. Yeah, definitely conduit, probably, a, you know, inch to inch and a quarter you know, metal, make sure it's metal. Oh, okay. Not plastic. Well, you can't put plastic in a house anyways, but yeah. Good to know. Yeah. It's got to be metal um, coming down from the attic or where the solar panels will be down to the location of where your main electrical panel will be is important. Um, in addition, the electrical code requires that we have a disconnect switch by your meter to turn the solar off in case of a fire. So that that can be just as problematic to try and get that a wire out to that to your meter from your right. main electrical panel if it's not if they're not you know kind of back to back. So again, having another pipe that runs out oh, to there would be helpful. Hear, know about that one? Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing is sometimes people run conduits down to their main electrical panel, and and obviously space for equipment is less important than space for your kitchen or whatever else. Right. So you have this pipe coming in, but you have no room in the electrical room oh. to mount the equipment. Okay. So then what do you do? Well, then you have to put the, the the inverter or whatever in a different location. So that pipe all of a sudden is like, well, that, that was nice, thanks, but it's, it's not really helpful. Right, it's useless. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so make sure you allocate space for the inverter or the equipment that you need for the solar. That's an important consideration as well. Um, let's see, from there, then uh, your electrical panel. So depending on how many solar panels you want, there's uh, idiosyncrasies in the code that basically that dictate how much solar you can put on based on the size of the the metal bar inside your electrical panel called a bus bar. Right. Okay. Um, and if you can get a if you can get a bus bar that's bigger, so you can get t- most people have 200 amp services in new houses or or bigger. But let's say you have a 200 amp. That's by far the the get an electrical panel with a 225 amp bus bar. They are available and it doubles, basically doubles the amount of solar that you can put on your house. Okay. Um, now these panels are slightly more expensive, uh, you know, maybe 50 to $100 more expensive. So we're not talking a lot here, you know, when you're building, right. you know, a half a million dollar house or yeah. whatever. Um, I will say 
also, you know, when your electrical contractor says, oh, no, they're really expensive or they're hard to find, well, you know, push them a little bit. Okay. They're not that hard to find. Okay. Um, and they are worth it. Um, and just, yeah, just make sure you do that. You got to figure that 50 to 100 bucks up front is way less than what it's going to cost, cost shift, for example, or an installer to go in and retrofit that, correct? Yeah, yeah, because if we have to go in and pull out your electrical panel and replace it with a new one, which we often do, especially for older homes, um, yeah, that's, uh, what do we, I think it's it's almost a $2,000 bill right there. Yeah, 50 to 100 up front. Yeah, Yeah. and that's what what Solar Ready is all about too. It's about saving yourself a ton of money in the long run. Everything's open. You might as well get to it. Yeah. Um, and then the last piece that comes to mind is the code also requires that we we inject the solar at the end of the electrical panel that's opposite to your main breaker. So again, another request is when your electrical contractor installs it, make sure you leave a breaker space at the top of the panel oh. so that we can put the solar in later. Not a big deal. We can shift stuff around, right. move the breakers around, but... And it's not a big deal, but it does mess up your whole directory of what, you know, breakers oh, yeah, does what. Right, so right. if you have the spot there, again, this is all, you know, saving a bit of hassle. Well, and and again, not a big deal for our guys to move breakers around, but you're paying our guys to move those breakers around. Yeah. And for when, most people, it's more annoying because all of their labels of their breakers right, change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honey, it's the bathroom. No, it's not. That's right. That's the bedroom. Yeah. No, you're, that's not it. And then yeah. you get this argument and then, yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And you mentioned the, the trusses. That was just, um, oh, a weight thing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, something to worth consider. Like you said, they don't ask a whole lot, but something to uh, add in. And, and if you do all those things, I think you got a, a pretty solid solar-ready home. Yeah. Actually, one other thing okay. c- came to mind because I was just talking to Alan before lunch. And, and honestly, our, as, we talked to, as you talked to Alan about before, our biggest tech support call is people's solar monitoring becoming disconnected because they've changed their Wi-Fi password. Ah. So if you can run a network cable from wherever your entertainment, your router will be to where the inverter will be, you save all that hassle because you can hardwire the networking right. part of your solar directly in and you can change the password until the cows come home and your solar monitoring will keep working. That is uh, an amazing little tip. I feel like you said, Alan, uh, who's uh, technical support for Shift, deals with a lot of those calls. Yeah. And it's it's super annoying when you change your Wi-Fi password because, oh, I got to do this with Netflix and you'd have to do that with your solar monitoring. That's right. Great little tidbit there. Anything else popped to mind? I feel like we got a lot in there. I think that's most of it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That is a, a true solar-ready home if you follow those steps. Again, that is an ideal situation. Nothing in this world is ideal. We know that. Yeah. Uh, but it's a great starting point and some great information. Again, if you're if you're talking to somebody about uh, getting your home ready for solar, ask the right questions when that developer says, yeah, it's solar ready. Eh, we'll see. Yeah. Steve Unger, Senior Project Engineer at Shift Energy Group. Thanks for joining the podcast once again. Thanks, Chris. Have a good weekend. The Solar PV Cast by Shift with Chris Palliser. To begin your solar journey, visit shift.ca.